0: Thanks, Dean. How many of you were here three three weeks ago when I started this? Okay, here's part two. <laughs> uh, let's take our Bibles and turn to Romans chapter four. Where we'll, where we'll recap a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of a re- review for your sakes. Before, before you call me a heretic, if you're here for the first time or new new to this church, just hear me out, okay? I, I promise I can prove it to you in the Word. Now, I have an agreement with this church, too, that when I show them something in the Bible Bible and prove it to them, not just with a proof text, but with, with solid proof of what God is saying, not one, not one verse of Scripture, when I show it to them, they, they, re, they, they change their minds. Amen. They change their minds. I told them, I said, no, if you show me, show me where I'm wrong, I'll change my mind. I won't even pray about it. I'll just change. Amen. If you can go to the description, show me where I'm wrong, good luck. But yeah. I'm going to, uh, I'll change. <laughs> I will. But you change if I, if I show you where you're wrong. Amen. Okay. Yeah. It's just an agreement we have. That's how it ought, ought to work, shouldn't it? Yes. Okay. I need somebody to write on the board for me today. I want to do that. Greg, there you go. I can spell today. You can spell. spell. His <laughs> hand can spell if you can't. Can you spell? Let's, uh, let's make our th- two lines. You know how we did that. <laughs> hey, amen. Amen. Casey. <laughs> okay, so. Tabernacle of Moses. Put T A B is good enough. You can read it. Tabernacle of David, Temple of Solomon. Well, I'm up here close. I can't read it. <laughs> Just kidding, Greg. Solomon. That's right. That's close enough. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now we said last time that everything that happened in the Old Testament was a, for a sign a, to show us about the new, right? And and this is proven in Acts 15 when the church got together for the first time to discuss her doctrine. Acts 15 is the first council of the church. H- historical terms, that's big. First thing, the first thing on the on the agenda was to decide who, how is man made righteous and how does he keep that righteousness, yeah. how he gets it and how he keeps it. That was the two things they talked about because Gentiles were getting saved by faith and the Jews were saying, yeah, you, you, you're in, but now if you're going to stay in, you've got to be circumcised and keep the law. So they came together in, 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 in Jerusalem to see if this was really the, the doctrine of the church. Come to find out it wasn't the doctrine of the church. They did not go back to Acts chapter 2 to figure out the doctrine of the church. They went to go back to Acts chapter 10 to figure out the doctrine of the church. Right. Even Peter, who was at, at, at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, he went back to Acts chapter 10 to find the, find the doctrine of the church. You understand this? Yeah. Got this straight? Yeah. Not one Gentile got saved on Pentecost. Not one Gentile got saved at Pentecost. Not one Gentile got saved at Pentecost. Not, not one Dadgum Oki was there. <laughs> not one. He got saved in Acts chapter 10. Okay, and there's a big difference between Acts chapter two and Acts chapter ten. The things that were the, the things that were preached were different. Yeah. Peter said something in Acts chapter ten that was amazing. He said to him in, in verse forty-three, "To him talking about Jesus, to him give all the prophets witness: Whoever believes on his name shall receive the remission of sins. Whoever believes on his name shall receive the remission of sins." Peter thought that that meant. He get it after he's baptized, after he repented of sins. And Peter thought that's what that meant, but when he said that, when he said that, Holy Ghost fell on all those who heard that word. Verse forty four says, "Our Holy Ghost fell on all that all those who heard that word." Amen. Right then, right then, right then, is when he got had their hearts purified. Yep. Go to Acts chapter fifteen now. Acts chapter fifteen. Acts chapter fifteen and verse seven. I think. Therefore, I am. (laughs) Rene Descartes, French philosopher. (laughs) Okay, here we go. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose among us that by my mouth, and by my mouth. Verse 8. The Gentiles should hear the God, word of the gospel and believe. and believe. Verse 9. And God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did unto us, and made no difference between them and us, purifying their hearts. What did he know, their hearts? By faith. Right. How did Peter know it happened by faith? Because he knew what he was saying when it happened. He knew exactly what he'd been saying when it happened. He, he said, Believe on Jesus. And then pure, God purified their hearts by faith and, and proved that they were pure already before they got the, baptized in the Holy Ghost. Even before the Holy Ghost came upon them, had to be pure ahead of time. You see, that's how you're born again. That's how you made new in, inside. Believe on Jesus. Put your faith in Jesus instead of in yourself. Putting your faith in yourself is, 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 is evidenced in the church by people repenting of sins. You know the phrase, repent of your sins is never, never once in the Bible? Nobody ever said, repent of your sins. Nobody ever said that in the Bible, the whole Bible. Every preacher, Preachers all over this telegram set today, but nobody, but nobody ever said it in the Bible. Never, never, never once. How many, how many of you heard, repent of your sins? How many of you heard that before in church? They yeah. yeah. didn't read it out of, out of the Bible. They didn't. It's not in there. Nobody ever said that. Are you hearing me? Yep. Nobody ever said, repent of your sins. Except the preachers. What Bible are they reading, I wonder? I told you I'll change if you'll show me where in the book you found it. But until until, until then, why don't you think about changing? Change your mind. That's real repentance. Yeah, that's and you can't be saved by changing your mind. That's what repentance means. Because salvation is not a matter of the mind; it's a matter of the heart. Amen. And faith is what works in the heart, not re- not repentance. Repentance never re- repentance never reaches your heart. Repentance never won't do anything for your heart. It's all about your mind. Follow this. Okay? You need proof? Word is metanoia. Greek word is metanoia. Metanoia means to change mind. Meta means to change. Noia means mind. What you know. That that doesn't save anybody. It used to save the Jews, I guess. Because they were already kind of saved. They were God's people already. They were already in the covenant. You see that? They were already in the covenant. But Jesus called some of them sinners... Okay, here we go. Where did I tell you to turn? Romans 4, Romans 4, verse 1. I want somebody to read for me today. Miss Ann, can you read for me today? I'm happy today. I'm glad to be here in church. Can you all understand me all right today? Yes. Yes. I I tell people who don't know, who are not used to me sounding the way I do right now, I tell them sometimes I sound like I have rocks in my mouth or I've had too much to drink. I promise I don't have rocks in my mouth. <laughs> you don't miss that.
1: <laughs> what then shall we say? Hear what Paul says. That Abraham our father was found according to the flesh. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about. Yeah, he does. But not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for
0: righteousness.
1: Yes. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace but as debt.
0: Okay, if you if you work for it, it's not not grace. You earned it, you don't
1: But to him who does not work but believes on him who justifies the ungodly.
0: Justifies the godly or the ungodly.
1: Ungodly.
0: He justified us when we were ungodly. That's right. Wow. Wow. Think of that. Yeah. You know.
1: His faith is accounted for righteousness. Just as David also describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man. How does David
0: know this? How does David know this? Because that's what he lived. He should have died for killing it, for for committing adultery, and for killing the man's the, the the woman's husband. Yeah, should have died both counts. Why not? Why did he not? Because God God wrote a postdated check on the death, the death of Christ.
1: Yeah,
0: he had to write a post-dated check because it was against the law for that man to live. He lived, he lived, he lived, and did he didn't he live, or did he not.
1: Yep, yes. he
0: lived. Went on to have a baby by that by that woman. Had two sons by that woman. Had three, four, or five. But the second son was a guy named Nathan. Nathan was a great-great-grandfather of Jesus.
1: Yeah.
0: Jesus came from Bathsheba. Think of that. Wow. Wrap your, wrap your religious mind around that, would you? <laughs> Jesus came from Bathsheba. Not not from Abigail or one of the others. Not, not from the first one.
1: That's right.
0: The seventh wife. The one he stole. Yep. Jesus came from her. Think of that. Think of the grace of God involved in this. Yeah. yeah. That's why David said, I know that I know what it means to be made righteous without without works. Because yeah. his works were awful. Okay. Yeah. Amen. So what does this teach us? Faith without works is what? Righteousness. Righteousness. Not dead. Faith without works is righteousness here, according to this. Mm-hmm. So James says faith without works is dead, doesn't he? Yeah.
1: He's talking to the Which Jews. Which
0: one is right? Both. They're both right.
1: He's speaking to the Jews. But it has
0: to be to different, different audiences. Faith that that works cannot be the, the the message to a Gentile. It cannot be, has to be, that, that it was to the Jews. Let's read James 2, verses 9, 10, 11. We're going to read James today. Okay. James is the Word of God, okay? It's, it's in the Bible. It's the Word of God. But we have to remember who it's written to. James two verse nine is saying. Start there. I, I'll tell you where to jump to.
1: But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all.
0: Let me ask you something. Is this? Does Paul preach the law to you? No. James is preaching the law hardcore here, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he really is. So who is? Who do you think his audience is? You or somebody else? Jews. The Jews is his audience. Read on.
1: For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all.
0: Verse 11.
1: For he who said, Do not commit adultery, also said, Do not murder. Now if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law.
0: Read verse 14.
1: What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him?
0: Can it save him? It can if he's a Gentile, but not if he's a Jew, apparently. Right.
1: If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit?
0: verse 17.
1: Thus also faith by itself if it does not have works, is dead.
0: Read verse 18.
1: But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. That's
0: not a bad way to live. In verse 19.
1: You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even
0: the demons believe and tremble. Listen to this reason that he, he brings that up, you believe in one God, because that's, that's the Jews' mantra. That's what they say in every synagogue on Saturday morning. They say, the Lord our God is one Lord. Lord our God is one God. They say that every time they get together from Deuteronomy 6, 4, okay? That's why he said that, he's talking to Jews. Yeah. Here in verse 20, Miss saying,
1: But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead,
0: <laughs>
1: Was not Abraham our that's, that's father?
0: That's close enough. Okay. I want you to hear. I'm going to interject right here. Something Jesus said about about work. John six twenty nine. Turn there. Hear hear what Jesus says. I'm not trying to confuse you. I'm trying to straighten it out for you because you're already confused. Every Christian I know is confused about James and Paul this shines a light on it and tells you the truth yeah Jesus said Jesus answered and said unto them this is the work of God what is the work of God that you believe on him whom he sent wow now you're in the work in the work now believing the work that saves is the work of belief Paul says faith is not really a work it's just as far as salvation is it is Go back to James 2, Miss Ann, and read verse 20. Yeah, I'm gonna show you something really interesting here. And powerful.
1: But do you want to know, O oh foolish man, what faith without works, that faith without works is dead? <laughs> Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar?
0: Okay, now we're getting to it. Now we're getting to what James is saying seeth thou how faith wrought with his works, and by by works was faith made perfect. Okay. Now, James is talking about the covenants here. He takes it out of the realm of just, just knowledge and into covenants, because he talks about I mean, Abraham offered up Isaac. See Paul had said in Genesis 15, that Abraham believed God was made righteous by that alone. Alone, he, he stipulates alone without works several times. we read in Romans Romans 4. But here James says, Was not our father Abraham justified by his works when he offered up Isaac? That's that's in chapter seven, chapter 22. Seven chapters later, okay, Genesis 22 is when Isaac offered up offered up. Uh, was offered up by Abraham. I hear this. This is how covenants work. Did you did you marry that woman back there behind you? Yes. Sir. Did you give her a ring? Yes. Sir. She give you one. Yes. Sir. She exchanged rings. Did you uh, make promises to her? Yes. Did did he make promises to you? Did you, did, he, did she make promises to you? Yes. Did you make promises to him? They both said yes. There's an exchange. Covenants are about exchange. The Bible says that God made Jesus sin so we could have his righteousness.
1: Yeah.
0: Seems like we cheated God, doesn't it? Yeah. God sure got the worst end of the deal there for me, from my perspective. He thought he got the best end of the deal. Changed his life for our death. And he made a covenant exchange, but he had to get a man first on on earth. God could not send Jesus; just send him send Jesus to the earth. He could not do this without a man first doing it for him. Right. God could not because he, he turned uh, turned the authority of, of the planet the Earth over to Adam. Adam lost out with God, gave his authority to to the to the enemy, to Satan, and Satan was in charge of that because of Adam's right to give it away be ruled by Satan but Adam had a right to make decisions still too but he didn't but but Abraham did Abraham heard God's voice say sacrifice your son so Abraham took his son his one and only son he had a bastard but he didn't have a son Ishmael was considered to be a bastard God, God would not even call Ishmael his son he said take your only son Isaac up on the mountain and there sacrifice him Abraham did just that, opening the door for God to come along and give His Son to Abraham. Yes. That's why we know this covenant was not made with us. It was not made with us. This covenant, the New Testament covenant, was not made with us, y'all. It Was not made with you. It was made with the Jews, made with Israel, made with Abraham's seed, his natural seed. Because at that moment right there, He was God. God reciprocating. You see, reciprocal—they exchange rings, exchange promises. God had to give His Son on the basis of Abraham giving him His Son. Powerful thought. And by that by that means, Abraham was justified. We were justified by his works, by what he did. You see that? Okay. Now, there's two aspects to this. Abraham did not go to heaven when he died. He went into Abraham's bosom, when he known as Abraham's bosom, a place he opened up in hell, a place they called paradise because he was comforted there. But he was not in the presence of God. He was not in God's presence at all. You hear me? He could still hear the screams coming from the lake of fire over there right across the gulf. Heard him talking over there. He even talked to a rich man over in that fire one time. You hear me? He was not in heaven. He was in hell. But he was in a place of holding called paradise. That's where Abraham went when he died. Made righteous, saved from hell, but not in heaven. Why could he not go to heaven? Because Jesus had not died yet. There was a post-dated check. Was a post-dated check. See what I mean? And then when Jesus came, you got to, everybody got to cash their checks. All standing there, they're all standing there waiting with that promissory notes in their hands. Here he came and opened the door and said, come with me, man. He rose from the dead, they all came out of the grave with Him. The Bible says this clearly. He came out of the graves with Him. Amen. Amen. Yeah. This is how covenants work on earth. Man must make the first move. I'm going to move along now. Let's go to Romans 11. i got to tell you that this is why God made the, the covenant with uh, Israel. And uh show you how how it's still in place right now. it' still in place after the resurrection by many years book of Romans was written about fifty five or sixty some somewhere in there fifty seven something today. so this is fifty years after Jesus died and rose from the dead or tw- twenty years after Jesus died and rose from the dead twenty twenty five years okay romans eleven one says
1: I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars and I alone am left and they seek my life Hmm. but what does the divine response say to him I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal even so then at this present time there is a remnant according to the election of grace and if by grace then it is no longer of works Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work.
0: So if they can be reconciled by works, then it is impossible for them to be reconciled by grace. That's what he just said. If you can be reconciled by works, it's impossible to be saved by grace. Yeah. Okay. This is speaking of Israel now. Amazing, he's talking about Israel now. Israel, the nation of Israel, the one over there across the waters. Verse 7, what then?
1: What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect have obtained it, and the
0: rest were blinded. Election. All who died in faith. Who are who their elect? All who died in faith looking forward to Jesus, like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Samuel, David, Isaiah, and Jeremiah. All of Christ's contemporaries, too. Like Peter, James, and John, Stephen, <coughs> Paul, Barnabas, and Silas. All those guys. These are all the elect because they're all Jewish election. We get it, we get it adopted into the, the election by, by being in Christ. Every time it says that you are the elect, talking about in Christ you were elected because Christ was the primary elect, elected one. Not, you know God didn't elect any Gentile uh, stand-alone Gentile. Just pick you. Like, I'm going to pick you to be saved. That's not how it works. I don't care what John Calvin said. He's wrong. Yeah. He's just wrong about that. We're elected in Christ. Yes. you get in Christ. Your elect, election is sure then. Amen. Amen. You don't. Verse 8. Just
1: as it is written, God has given them a spirit of stupor.
0: Stupor. I like that word. King Eyes. James says slumber. <laughs>
1: Eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear to this very day. And David said, let their table become a snare and a trap. A stumbling block and a recompense to them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they do not see and bow down their backs
0: always. This is speaking of Israel. This Ann and I went over to Israel two years ago and they are just like this. They're just so in a stupor. It's like they don't even see Jesus. Christians all around them. They, they, they walk about our women? Uh, they, I guess they think they're whores of Babylon or something. <laughs> Well, by our women and do, do this. It did. Just like that. Walk well, right, right past our women and do this. I have to do that sometimes when I'm looking at her myself, when I'm going to kind of preach, you know, <laughs> pray, or something like that. I, have to kind of, kind of, I understand that. Yeah, it throws me off. <laughs> Verse 11, read that.
1: I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Amen.
0: You are provocative to the Jew. Amen. Read on.
1: Now, if their fall is riches for the world and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness?
0: Okay. What does that mean? What does that mean? Something great is going to happen because they are blinded right now. Read on.
1: Now, for I speak to you, Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle, an apostle to the Gentiles. I am the
0: apostle to the Gentiles. Man says,
1: I magnify thy ministry, my ministry. Okay. If by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are in my f- are my flesh, and save some of them. For if their being cast Listen away. Listen to this
0: very closely.
1: For if their being cast away is the reconciling of the world what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? And then about,
0: Paul started this passage saying, has God cast away Israel and God forbid? Surely not. So God didn't cast them away. They cast themselves away. Right. They cast themselves away. Yeah. The Jews return to God as tied to the end of the time. Life from the, the, from the dead is talking about resurrection. So it's they're... they're, they're, they're their resuscitation, their 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 sight returning to them, is connected to the end of time, life from the from the dead. It says right there, Jews return to God It's tied to the end of time. This is talking about the resurrection Describing in First Thessalonians chapter First Thessalonians chapter four. Let's turn there real quick. I'll read this real real fast. First Thessalonians four thirteen. First Thessalonians four thirteen. To the end of the chapter, Miss Ann.
1: But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope.
0: Right, put Matthew 1. CMAT is good. <laughs> through through, (laughs) make a line Acts 9 okay when did the tabernacle of David start in the New Testament Acts 10 10. I didn't write the book I'm just telling you what it says okay Acts 10 through what Gentiles if Paul is the the apostle to the Gentiles goes before Hebrews what's before Hebrews Philemon okay then the Temple of Solomon starts with what Hebrews. Hebrews a book to the Hebrews it turns back to the Hebrews turns back to the Gentile Turns turns away from the Gentiles to the, back to the Jews through Revelation Now I'm not saying there's nothing in the, any of this for you There's a lot in this for you. most of it's for you. I'm not saying that there's nothing in here for you, but most of this is for you. There are a few things that are not for you, a few things that are not for you here. A few things that are not for you here, a few things that are not for you here. How do you know what's not for you here when talking and here? huh? When talking
1: about the
0: law Yeah. If it contradicts anything, it's in here. Yeah. If it goes against something in here, it's not for you. He's talking to the, to the Jew. It's simple. It's real simple. There's only about 10 verses in James. It's not for you. All the rest of the book is for you. All that st- stuff about the tongue is for you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All that stuff about the tongue is for you. Amen. But the stuff about you being justified by works is not for you. God. This is for you. This is this is to you. <laughs> These are for you, but they're not to you, so there may be things in there that are not for you. If somebody wrote a letter to the blue-eyed people in this building, who would be qualified to read it?
1: Blue-eyed people. Blue-eyed
0: people in this building. Letter coming, they, they said, read this letter to the blue-eyed people in the building. Raise your hand, let me see. I just a few of us get to read this letter. You brown-eyed folks interested in that letter? you not? Not at all. you might be, but, but if it said, "If it said, don't walk out in the sun without without sun on because it'll burn your eyes," would you be interested in that? Would that be for you? Would yeah. it wouldn't be for you? Would you? Would it? If blue-eyed people. It'd never be for you. That's what we get when we when see James. James one one says what? To the to the twelve tribes scattered yeah. diaspora. It tells right up front that it's two, so there are things in there that are not for you. Yeah. It's real simple. I know you know, I've never heard this before, but it's the truth. I know very, our family's heard it, but anyway. Let's read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I want to show you something where he said, Life from, from the dead. Verse 13. But I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning, concerning them which are those asleep.
1: things, those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again. you
0: believe that? Yes. yes. Okay, this is what's going to happen to you then.
1: Even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Sixteen. 15. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. You know. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up say up. Caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. On
0: earth or in the clouds?
1: In, in the, the clouds, clouds, it says.
0: Therefore, <laughs> comfort one another with these Therefore, words. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. How many of you have heard end time teaching before? How many of you were not comforted? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been comforted by end time teaching. <laughs> never have been comforted by any time teaching. <laughs> I've been scared to death. Yeah. Try to scare the hell out of you, you know. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it worked, but it wasn't right. I want not you put an arrow right here, arrow pointing up right at the top of that, put an arrow, big arrow right there. If God is going to bring the, His kingdom back to Jerusalem, back to the Jews, way of doing business with the Jews, that makes it clear in Jesus what Jesus said. His gospel of the kingdom shall be preached into all the world, and shall the come." So when it's restored, the gospel of the kingdom comes back into play. That's the only gospel the Jews ever knew. Yeah. <laughs> gospel of the kingdom. And in the end time, in Revelation, we're we'll going to be preaching the gospel of the, of the kingdom to the to the world from there. But, but but Jesus specifically stated that it's going to be toward the end. So then shall the end come when the, the gospel is preached to the whole world. The book of Revelation says that they're going to, the whole world will see these two prophets that are preaching the gospel of the kingdom. See what I mean? These 12,000 12, from, eight, from, eight, from all 12 tribes, 144,000, every one of them Jews. None amuse all Jews. None amuse because why? You all are all going to be gone. God has to, has to change it, has to consummate His deal with us, has to consummate His deal with us so He becomes the greatest covenant breaker in all of history. Has to give us what He promised. Heaven, amen. Glory to God, I'm going out of here. Let's go back to Romans 11, read verse 25. it's going to happen I know exactly when it's going to happen I know exactly when it's going to happen you know what I mean
1: for I do not desire brethren that you
0: should be ignorant of this mystery this is a mystery this, that the whole church is ignorant of it, mostly lest you should be wise in your own opinions ignorance of this mystery always makes religious folks arrogant yeah, yeah. Con- it does yeah. conceited about the church this place and Israel's place and push Israel out Say the church is God's final revelation. That's not the truth. That is not the truth. That is not the truth. It cannot be the truth. Amen. Israel is God's final revelation. The church is how God reaps the harvest of the world. Amen. 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 That's how He gets Adam back. He gets Adam back through you. Amen. Glory to God.
1: Amen. That, that blindness in part has happened to
0: Israel until, until the fullness of until. Eternity. The fullness of the Gentiles. (laughs) The fullness of the Gentiles be come in. Until it's a time word, y'all. It's a time word. And Israel will not be blind forever. The fullness is a quantity word, and Gentiles will not be welcome to come in forever. It's an until. It's a time coming when God will save no more Gentiles. He's going to turn to the Jews. Oh, Amen. Amen. That means that somebody's going to be the last person, the last Gentile to be saved. Somebody's going to be the last <laughs> one to be saved. <laughs> Some Gentile's is going to be the last one to be saved. I want to be leading the last one to Jesus. Don't you? Amen. You get busy leading Jesus, leading Gentiles to Jesus. Let's get this thing over with over- as quickly as we can. Yeah. Amen. 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 Cause I don't think it is a day set. I think it's a number of number of souls set. Yeah. God knows when His heart's going to be full of enough for eternity. He's looking for a number of a number, not not a calendar date. Yeah, looking for the church to get its work done. Yeah, evangelizing the world. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. Yes. Notice I said religious folks. Religious folks do this. <clears throat> it's normally normally folks who are who of Israel off, who are legalists. Let's let the Bible define religion, okay? Let's let the Bible define religion. Let me show you what, it, what I'm talking about. Acts twenty six five. Read that. Acts twenty six five.
1: They knew me from the first, if they were willing to testify that according to the strict strictest sect of our religion. I lived a Pharisee.
0: Oh, our, our religion, I lived a Pharisee. Mm-hmm. He never called Christianity a religion, did he?
1: No.
0: Never never used that word to describe his faith one time. He t- he called the Jews' religion a religion. Mm-hmm. Can you give me KJV up there? I want to make sure this works right. Towards the Toys R Us version, I don't really trust it very much. <laughs> Galatians 1, 13 and 14. <laughs> Galatians 1, 13 and 14, Miss Whitney. Galatians one thirteen and fourteen. Hear what it says. For
1: ye have heard of my conversation. Paul speaking again. In time past in the Jews
0: religion. The Jews
1: what? Religion. Religion. How
0: that beyond measure
1: I persecuted the church of God and wasted it.
0: Turn to James chapter one. James 1, 20, 26, 27. This is shocking.
1: If any man among you
0: seem to be religious... Oh, religious. ...and bridle at the thot- Who are you talking to? You or the Jews? The Jews. That's has to be the Jews. Paul never used the word religious to describe us at all. Never, never even one time. James describes his people as religious. Why? Because they're Jews. They're Jews. The Jews are religious. It's a religion. Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. That's Amen. right.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. Read on, Miss Anne, verse twenty-six, twenty-seven.
1: And bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart. This man's religion is vain. It's only
0: two times. A... Read on.
1: Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world.
0: Keep himself unspotted from the world. I don't keep myself unspotted from the world. Holy Ghost does that for me.
1: Yes. Yeah. I don't have
0: to do anything. I don't do that at all. Spirit of God does that for me.
1: Yes. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Hear me. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. How many of you thought about sinning this last, this last week? How many thought about it? Come on, let me see your hands. I did. I thought about yeah, we're in the right. You, you see, you, you almost sat, sat there and sinned in church. <laughs> <laughs> a am lying about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I thought about sinning this this week, but I didn't. Because the moment I thought about it, another voice spoke to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Another voice spoke to me. He keeps me unspotted from the world. Amen. He'll keep you unspotted too if you listen to him. Amen. It is the will of God for you to live the rest of your life without without sinning one sin. Yeah. You can live without sin in your life. You can live without missing it. You can because you have a spirit in you whose first name is Holy. Yeah. His first name is holy. I want to raise you ele- elevate your faith to believe that you can w- live without sin in your life. You can live this way. Anybody want to? Yes. Yes, I want to. Amen. Say I want to. I
1: want to. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. By faith I'm going to. I'm going to.
0: Amen. Glory to God. All right, let's turn back to Hebrews eleven. I mean Romans Romans eleven again. We're at verse twenty six. Following me today, you following me, checking with me, Israel. I know this is not how I taught you to preach. I know this is not right, but it's the way I have to do it to get this cross. I'm the boss; I can do what I want to. I heard it from an elder over here. Elder said, "I'm the boss; I can do what I want to." Amen. Is that right, Miss Ann? That's right. I have to get permission. About to find out who the real boss is. <laughs> I'll hear about it at home anyway. <laughs> and
1: so all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. From
0: Jacob. started, started with Jacob. <clears throat> this but is my covenant. This is
1: my covenant with them. When I take away their sins.
0: God once and for all time has taken away all sins. If Israel's sin is taken away, then yours sure is. Amen. So it cannot have dominion over you. It cannot have dominion over you. Amen. They said together. Sin does not have the dominion over me.
1: Sin does not have dominion over me.
0: Hey, verse twenty-eight, Miss Ann.
1: Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake.
0: Yeah, but, these but are enemies. Of, these are enemies of yours, the, the Jew. They walk around. They don't want to look at you. They hate you. They love you being there because you're spending money in their, in, their, in their country, you know, but they don't want to look at you. They really hate you, but they, wanna, they want you to bring your money. All right, read on. But concerning
1: the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. All
0: right, let me, let me say something strong to you here. God does not bless Israel because they love Him. Or are, are you? That's not why God blesses Israel. God loves and blesses Israel for the Father's sake, the sake of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. God is good to America because America loves God, but God is good to Israel because it, God loves Israel. Yeah, God is good to America because we love Him. Yeah. He's good to them because He loves them. Yeah. yeah. Verse twenty nine.
1: For the gifts and call and the calling of God are irrevocable. How many
0: of you, you used this verse before? Yeah. Use it to talk about, you know, God's not going to take his gifts from me. In context, he's talking about Israel. In context, he's talking about them, not us. You can use it. It's your your word. Paul wrote it in verse 30.
1: For as you were once disobedient to God, yet have now obtained mercy through their disobedience, even so these also have now been disobedient. That through the mercy shown you, they also may obtain mercy.
0: Amen. Every time you witness to someone, God has been merciful to them through you. That's right. God has been merciful to them through you. Verse thirty two, Miss Anne.
1: For God hath concluded them in all them all in unbelief, that he might have mercy
0: upon all. See that disobedience is unbelief. The disobedience is unbelief. That's what he's talking about. That's why he says it this way. His mercy is only for unbelievers. Only for unbelievers. This kind of mercy is. <sighs> to, to bring them to God. They can have, they can have they can have some hope that there's a God who loves them, who will take them just like they are. Don't tell a sinner to repent of his sins. He didn't know what they didn't know what to do about that. Tell him to believe on Jesus. Yes. And God will grant him a repentance. God will grant him repentance of his mind. His mind will change then. Yeah. See? He can't just change his mind. A Jew could, but a, a, sinner, a Gentile sinner can't just change his mind. It does no good at all. Doesn't, doesn't do much for the Jews, apparently. Abraham is the father of us all, it says. In Genesis 15... Abraham was made righteous in Genesis 17 Abraham was circumcised Genesis 22 Abraham sacrificed Isaac you see he is made righteous before he was circumcised and made, made justified after he was circumcised okay. that makes him the father of the Gentile and the Jew right Makes
1: sense
0: yep yeah. read Acts 20, 20 I'm going to show you something good here This is changing changing gears a little bit. Acts twenty twenty seven. Hear what Paul said.
1: For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. I take Paul,
0: he- Paul never used this phrase, gospel of the kingdom, not even one time. He said, I'm telling you the whole counsel of, of God. He never wants to use the phrase, gospel of the kingdom, but he's telling you the whole counsel of God. Why? Why? He's telling you all you need need to know. Paul did not preach the works of the law, did he? Did he? No. No? So you don't need to, you don't need to know that. You need to hear something else, something else, another message you need to hear. Paul is preaching to us the, the, the whole counsel of God, and Paul's word is the whole counsel of God. You don't know what to add to that, do you? Unless you're a conceited Gentile, conceited an arrogant bastard. I'm. I'm not cursing here. I'm telling you what we 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 are, we already defined what bastards were. Yeah. People that think they're saved but they're not. You got the wrong mama. They may be saved. They may they could be saved, but they got the wrong mother. Their mother. Their mother's not not Sarah. It's which is grace. Tapped as typed grace. In Genesis, in Galatians chapter four, it talks about bastards and sons. We are the sons of God. Yeah. Yes. We been say by grace through faith. Amen. Mm-hmm. Not by the works of the law. Amen. Okay. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. And Paul never used the phrase gospel of the kingdom. Even the word kingdom. I want to show you something. If you can put these up there real quick. Uh, Whitney. You may be able to do this. Kingdom is in Matthew 54 times. Matthew 54 times. It's in Mark 19 times. It's in Luke 43 times. In John 3 times. Acts 8 times. The word kingdom is in Acts 8 times. In Romans, how many How many, think, how many times do you think kingdom is in Romans?
1: Never. One time. <laughs>
0: One. Is that the emphasis or not? No, it can't be. First Corinthians, it's in there five times. Second Corinthians, it's in there none. Second Corinthians does not even use the word kingdom even one time. Galatians, none. G- sorry, sorry, Galatians one time. Ephesians one time. Philippians zero times. Colossians two times. Thir- First Thessalonians one time. Second Thessalonians one time. Kingdom. That's all I hear sometimes is kingdom, ki- kingdom, kingdom but it's not even, not even an emphasis in the New Testament at all. After you get out of Jesus' teaching, which is the gospel of the kingdom, you see that? As for the Jews only. First, First Timothy has no references to kingdom. Titus has no references to kingdom. Second Timothy has two references to kingdom, but it's both future, Paul's future kingdom. He's talking about it's obviously its future in the hereafter. Philemon has no references to the kingdom. Now, there's, there's the four prison, the pastoral epistles they're called. First, second, Timothy, Titus, and Philemon are the pastoral epistles. Very little discussion about kingdom at all from the apostles to the pastors. Are you hear me? Yes. James even has kingdom one time. First Peter has it no times. Second Peter, one time. First, second, third John doesn't have the word in any, any three of those letters. Jew doesn't say kingdom. What am I trying to say? It's
1: for the Jews.
0: That's a message for the Jews. Your message is for the Promised Land. Amen. Before the kingdom, before David came to power in the, in the kingdom, that Israel lived in the Promised Land.
1: Amen.
0: All the promises of God are yours in Christ Jesus. Yes. Paul said Amen. in Second Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty, he says. All the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes and amen to you. Everything God ever promised is yours. Amen. Glory to God. That'll make you shout. I'm not a citizen of a kingdom. I'm a son in God's house. Amen. Glory to God. I'm bigger than that. You're bigger than being citizens. You are sons and daughters of God. Amen. That's an elevation that you can't make up for yourself. That's a, I, I can hear, I hear it in some people's voice where they pray. Oh, God, come and help us. That's not, that's not a prayer of righteousness. That's right. That's somebody who's living in the Old Testament and they're thinking. Yeah. You are the temple of the Lord. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. God lives in you. He's alive in you right now, right now. He's alive in you right now, right now, right now. He's right where you are. He's not sitting off up in heaven waiting for you to mess up. He's sitting in your body. He's sitting right here in your body. Amen. Amen. Ten books of the New Testament say nothing of the kingdom. Another another seven use the word kingdom once. You got this? Is this really the emphasis of of the new covenant? No, it can't be. (laughs) I already told you about one of these things. Things not found in Paul's doctrine. The gospel of the kingdom is not found in Paul's doctrine anywhere. Here's a, here's a a couple of phrases not found in the Bible at all. Repent of your sins is not in the Bible anywhere. Not even in the Old Testament. I'm just telling you what I'm what I found. Repentance for our sins not in the not in the Old Testament or the New Testament in place. That phrase, the idea is there, but they never said it like that. Here, Matthew nine, Matthew nine thirteen, Matthew nine thirteen. hear what Jesus has to say. I love it, I love it when Jesus just interjects some of in Paul's doctrine in his teaching. To go ye and learn what this meaneth. I will have mercy, not sacrifice, for I am not come to call us righteous, but sinners to repentance. Okay? So he didn't call the righteous to repentance, he called the sinners to repentance. That's right. Okay? He's not talking to Gentiles at all here, he's talking to the Jews. And the message of repentance was not for a righteous person, okay, for, the, but for the, sinning, the sinning Jew. Matthew 27, verse 3. I'm almost done. What time is it? It's afternoon. Oh, my goodness. Why didn't somebody shout at me? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Let's just stop right there. I'll finish next time if I can. I'll be here next Sunday, Mona. not I? Yeah. I'll be here next Sunday. Get and invited back. Yeah. Okay, let's have a vote on our feet. Stand up on your feet. <laughs> We're living in the promise. promises. There's just some Bible study to chew on this week. Yeah. Amen. Father, I praise you. I love you. And thank you for your time here together with the people of God. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation that's on me to deliver this word today. Help them to hear it. Help them to hear it in their hearts. Hear in their hearts. Their hearts where faith works in Jesus' name. Bless them all, bless them all, bless them all. In Jesus' name. Come on, Casey. Thank you, Greg.
1: Amen. Good word. Good word, Dr. Holler. Thank you. you'll do me a favor and just not be nosy and looking around,
0: we're going to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus today.